0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is going on? Episode 58 of the Media Captain Podcast, Jason Parks back at it again. As always, we go through the 11 marketing items of the week. Uh, I have a unique perspective in owning a marketing agency that works with 100 brands and an e-commerce company in Durham Warehouse uh, that has over 250,000 customers. So each week I'm seeing a bunch of crazy stuff, exciting stuff, sometimes a little bit scary, (laughs) and um, you know, we do a deep dive into all of these Uh, items that I'm seeing on a weekly basis. So what am I excited about right now? Uh, As of this recording, it's Sunday, November 14th. I am fired up about Black Friday, Cyber Monday, uh, not only for our clients, but of course for, for Durham Warehouse, this is the first year for Durham Warehouse that we actually have a warehouse. Um, if you listen to prior podcasts, you would know that we purchased warehouse space um, back in January of 2020, um, so we have more space now, and it's just going to be an exciting time. One of the things, Stephanie, of course, is my sister, and one of the things I was talking to her about is just as we, you know, this is our fifth year in owning um, Durham Warehouse. We started back in 2016, and... One of the nice things is that as we've become more established, we've created more processes. We know when all of the promotions are going to be, what the percentage off is going to be, how we have to staff our team accordingly. Um, So it used to feel somewhat chaotic when Black Friday and Cyber Monday would roll around. But um, now there's uh, much more ease going into it just because we, we... have a developed process Um, some other things that I just want to hit on before diving into the 11 marketing items is uh, my wife and I got a dog his name is Milo he is a mini golden doodle Uh, so that has been fun uh, a little bit tiring and and exhausting but um, that's something new in my life that I just wanted to share so I've been uh, right now he's a little bit of a, a of a terror at times he's you know eight weeks old, pissing all over the house, but he's adorable, and um, we're excited about him. Uh, The other thing is that um, just on the media captain side, uh, it was pretty cool. Um, About two weeks ago, we got featured in Columbus CEO, which is a local business publication. Uh, They featured our office. I'm not sure if I've shared this, but um, in April uh, we moved in to uh, the former governor's mansion in Columbus, Ohio. So I purchased the building back in April of 2021, and our team has been working there on a hybrid basis. We, uh, I- I'm in there every day, but my team goes in three days a week and then works from home two days a week. Um, so that was really cool just to, uh, you know, get that positive PR, no PR is bad PR. Um, or no, I, you know what? I. I botch that, so I'm not even going to try and fix that, uh, but one of the things that I'm just going to kind of brainstorm on is that, you know, so we have this space, and right now I'm wanting to start throw some some events in the office, uh, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to set up, um, like, a beginner's course for Google My Business to help business owners... Um, you know, enhance and optimize their Google My Business page. There's a lot of low-hanging fruit that we don't necessarily have to implement that I think business owners would get a lot of value of and, and marketing managers and coming to that sort of event. Um, so I have the space now. I'm going to try and do that. And hopefully by recording this podcast, it will just motivate me to, to do that. Uh, anyway, all right. I guess that's what is on the docket in terms of what i'm excited for is black friday cyber monday what's new in my life i got a dog and what i want to accomplish i'm trying to throw uh, more events um, in our office all right well let's dive into the 11 marketing items first and foremost google is changing the name of google my business to google business profile The name has not, the name change hasn't been really well received in the SEO community uh, because this isn't the first time that they've rebranded. It was Google Plus and it was Google My Business and it was two things before that. So everybody in the SEO community was getting all familiar with Google My Business and the abbreviation of GMB and now to have to change it to GBP. Google business profile first off doesn't sound as good um, but yeah everybody's not thrilled about it uh, if you subscribe to my email newsletter I shared a tweet that showed some pissed off SEOs who weren't happy about this um, but yeah a little, little bit frustrating uh, but life goes on the purpose of the rebrand is to better em- and this is according to Google the purpose of the rebrand is to better emphasize the ease of managing your business in search and maps. Uh, not in a standalone interface. So um, we'll start referring to it as Google Business Profile moving forward. I'm sure I'll botch this a hundred times in future podcasts uh, and conversations with clients, but um, the name change is official. So if you're interested in learning more about SEO, and this is item two, uh, if you're interested in learning more about SEO, it's important to understand the foundation of Google's algorithm and how certain decisions uh, can impact your keyword rankings so you know when whenever I am and, and we hired two new people for the media captain I'm training them both and I always uh, when I'm training people on SEO I have to they have you have to understand the foundation before um, being good at it uh, and, and being able to make changes that can positively impact your rankings uh, think of it if you were playing, If you were a great athlete and you've never watched football, um, you know, if you go onto a field, you're not going to know what the hell you're doing because you don't understand the rules and the foundation of the game and the same thing is true for SEO. So it's really important to, to understand that foundation. Um, so I recorded a podcast. If you go back, the very first podcast I ever recording recorded was on how to better understand SEO and how to really leverage this knowledge for your business. I recommend going back and listening to that. Um, I am going to share at a high level, you know, the, uh, the, there's a lot of, um, speculation that like links don't matter anymore. And yes, if you build shitty backlinks to your website, that is not going to be of any benefit. It's actually gonna harm your website. But links are important because it shows authority. Uh, so for the media captain, Columbus CEO, I just said wrote this article on the media captain, they linked back to our site. In Google's eyes, that is showing that the media captain is this authoritative business because this media publication linked back to it. The more quality backlinks that you get, um, you know, the the higher your authority is, and then the easier it is to rank for content. So when you write blogs or you are promoting a service, um, it becomes a little bit easier. Uh, so. I just recommend going back to that first um, podcast recording that I did so you better understand the SEO foundation. Um, it's just uh, you'll, you'll look at your website and your SEO strategy in a completely different way. Um, I, I want to talk about a PPC tactic, PPC of course is pay-per-click, that can lower your cost per click on Google and drive better traffic to your site. So this sounds like a win-win, right? You drive better traffic and it's a lower cost per click. Um, This PPC tactic is using broad match keywords. So on Google PPC, there is broad match, uh, there is phrase match, and there is exact match. So exact match is if I were bidding on the keyword, um, you know, uh, Giants jersey, New York Giants jersey. Exact match means that you have to type in that exact variation. If I were to type in New York football Giants jersey, the ad wouldn't populate because my query is not an exact match. So there's exact match, Um, there's phrase match, and phrase match has quotations at the beginning and the end of the keyword. So that means that you can add a keyword at the beginning of the end. So Giants football jersey, if I had New York at the beginning, that would be fine because it's New York football Giants jersey. It's hard to explain this via a podcast, but Um, The PPC tactic that can lower your cost per click and drive better traffic is broad match keywords. Um, So broad match allows for Google to uh, find other variations and um, you just get longer tailed queries. So the, the trick with broad match is a couple of things. First and foremost, and I'll use the example of the media captain and let's just say, Uh, somebody is searching for a marketing uh, a marketing agency Um, if you were to the broad match keyword you would want to do is Columbus marketing agency because Google then knows that Columbus is a high intent type of search and agency is a high intent type of search if you were to just do marketing as broad match you'd get a lot of uh, low quality searches Anyway, I wrote a blog on this. It's really hard to explain this via a podcast, but I wrote a blog on um, lowering your cost per click and driving better traffic using Broad Match. Check it out. If you just go to the Media Captain's blog and do a search for this, you'll be able to find this. If you subscribe to our Media Captain email newsletter, you'll be able to find it as well. All right, item number four. So we're on number four out of 11 marketing items for the week. Did you know that low quality content on your site can cause more harm than good? Uh, so what do I mean by this? If you have 200 pages on your website, and 250 of those 300 pages are blogs that get little traffic and provide low value, this can cause Google to actually penalize your site. So we've seen this a lot where you know it's a law firm that has, uh, let's just call it a personal injury lawyer. They have their homepage about, contact us, um you know they have their meet the team and then they have all of their uh service pages um medical malpractice uh you know uh, animal attack um those those car accident those sort of things well that right there is probably around 30 to 35 pages of of content but what a lot of businesses do is they hear that oh blogging is great for my SEO so i am going to hire someone to Do my blogging and they're going to post a blog a month or two blogs a month well after three or four years you then have 100 blogs well there's this misconception that blogging helps seo fresh content helps seo this is one of the biggest myths in seo Uh, blogging doesn't help your seo what helps your seo is if you write good content and quality content so um, you don't want to write If, if there are being blogs published Uh, for your website that are 200 words um, and of little uh, little value that receive very little traffic Um, this can cause more harm than good because what google does is they look at your site holistically they they look at it from uh, afar and they say your website has 300 pages and 250 of them are garbage we are going to ding your entire website so we've seen this happen to a lot of clients Uh, and it is the point that I'm trying to get across here is you need to write high-quality content if you aren't seeing the results you'd like on Google analyze your website to ensure there's quality content across the board even for the media captain about a year and a half ago I realized that a lot of our blogs were not of substance they were outdated they were not well written when I wrote about them eight years ago so I took a lot of time to you know enhance that and it, it had a positive impact on our rankings so um, just something that you should uh, be aware of and is a quick uh, thing that, that you can analyze on your site that can improve your SEO all right moving on uh, item number five Clavio. we love Klaviyo um, some people people pronounce it Klaviyo, uh which is how we originally pronounce it until we learn that the proper pronunciation is Klaviyo um, so one of the reasons we love Klaviyo is because you can create unique flows. And what I mean by a flow is things are automated. Uh, I should go back, Klaviyo is more for uh, e-commerce businesses, um, but the beauty of a flow is, like I said, it, it's automated. So um, to give you an example, for Derm Warehouse, when somebody goes to the site, there's an, uh, a pop-up that populates to receive 15% off. We capture a shit ton of emails that way, and then they get entered into what we call our welcome series where um, you know we send them a series of emails enticing them to come back to the site if they haven't purchased um, so you know klaviyo is great flows are great because you're able to automate a lot uh, you know for a e-commerce client of ours that sells ink and toner um, every three months is when people typically run out of their ink and toner so we have a klaviyo flow set up that sends these customers a reminder right around when they're going to run out um, so they can reorder Uh, the beauty of Klaviyo is obviously the flows but the other thing is they have a fantastic integration with text message marketing Um, so you can combine flows to combine emails and text messages which is great so I'll give you an example here let's say someone added an item to their shopping cart you send them an email three hours later uh, enticing them to come back with an offer because they didn't purchase. They added an item to their cart, they dropped off. Okay, this person then didn't open their email. Um, if you capture their phone number with Clavio, you can send them a text message reminder uh, 24 hours later. So like this is all automated and customized where Clavio is going to know that, okay, they added an item to their cart, they didn't open their email. So because of this, so it's an if and scenario, because of this, I'm going to then send off the text message. Um, so, for Durham Warehouse, over 20% of our orders come from email marketing and text message marketing which is crazy you know we have 250,000 customers 20% of those orders are coming from people directly clicking on an email or uh, a text message that we send off but it shows the importance of email marketing of text message marketing Um, so it's definitely something that you should look into it's something the media captain does for uh, a lot of different brands all right take a deep breath Jason you're going fast hopefully everybody can keep up you might have to you know, if this podcast is on 1.2 or 1.5, I, I feel like I'm uh, going at a pace where you might have to keep it on one. Um, all right, number six out of 11, Caroline Davidson created the Nike swoosh in 1971. How much do you think Nike paid for this? Well, obviously, via podcast, you can't answer that, but take a second and think, um, you know, just Nike's logo, how much did they pay for that bad boy? Uh, well, first off, Caroline Davidson was a design student. Uh, She worked on it for 17 hours and she was paid $35. Crazy, right? Um, Don't feel bad for Caroline. She received 500 shares after Nike's IPO, uh, which she never sold. Um, So, you know, the reason I bring this up is because it's just an example that the best things in life uh, and in business don't need to be the most expensive. You know, one thing is that we have amazing graphic designers on our team here at The Media Captain. Uh, But I will tell you this is that there are like, we can create a great logo and great branding in ten hours or less. Uh, Sometimes it's a little bit more based off the client requirements, but, but we can do a kick ass job in 10 hours or less. There are a lot of branding agencies that will charge $5,000, $10,000, $5,000, 10000 more than that for just the, the creation of this logo and branding identity. I'm not saying one is right and one is wrong. All I'm saying is, uh, especially if you're a business that is starting out or doesn't have a $100 million advertising budget, you do not need to pay a shit ton of money for a logo. Um, you can get it done professionally and well thought out for, for less than that. And look, if Nike developed their logo Uh, It created their logo for $35. um, It's just a sign that things in business can be done on a shoestring budget uh, and it doesn't have to be the fanciest or the most expensive thing in the world. All right, moving on, item number seven. I always like to follow stocks of companies that that we use on a daily basis here at The Media Captain. SEMrush is one of those companies. Uh, SEMrush, of course, helps with keyword tracking um, for SEO uh, so we're able to compare all of our SEO rankings, all of our clients' SEO keyword rankings versus competitors. We're able to track when changes are made to see if that change impacted keyword rankings. You're able to do keyword research, a, a, a ton of stuff. Um, what is crazy is that uh, you know, in, in, we pay SEMrush a lot of money. We pay SEMrush over $10,000 a year based off of the amount of clients that we're managing to track all of this, but it's one of the greatest tools. Um, well. SEM Rush IPO'd in March of 2021 as of, in their stock price got as low as $11. As of the recording of this podcast, it's a $26 stock. Um, again, I'm not, I, I, don't recommend buying stocks that I talk about um, I'm I, I don't do this for a profession all I know is I like following the stocks of companies that we love and we use and it's cool that SEM rush has more than doubled in in uh, price since their IPO all right item number eight uh, did you know that um, so park perfection is the skincare brand that we developed for uh, that that um, me and Stephanie created, and obviously with the help of the entire media captain's creative team and and development team and and, and marketing. Uh, So you know, Durham Warehouse, we sell thousands of products from hundreds of brands, but those are, you know, we don't have ownership of those products. There's other e-commerce companies that are selling the same products. Uh, Park Perfection, we developed our own skincare line. So we have an instant eye lift, the Park Perfection instant eye lift. We have a lash serum. Um, we have four more products in the works, uh, one being a sunscreen. Um, so obviously, what's the benefit of designing your own product and your own brand? Well, the margins are better, you have more control. Um, so just wanted to share that. If you hear me talking about Park Perfection, I just wanted to give you a little bit of, of insight into that. I- insight into that. Um, I'll go over the backstory of, uh, Park Perfection. So, and, and, to show you like the synergy between all of the brands. So, uh, Park Perfection was previously, we, we acquired the, the Park Perfection instant eye Lift. So it was under another brand name and they reached out to Durham Warehouse to get listed on, um, the Durham Warehouse website. Stephanie, my sister, developed a relationship with the owner of this uh, instant eye lift um, single product brand. Um, So, you know, she developed a relationship. It ended up that they needed a website. So, Stephanie referred them to the media captain. So, I started working with this owner and building their site. Um, As we got towards the end of the site, um, you know, they uh, were just. essentially like they were having trouble selling the product Um, and even though it was a fantastic product and we kind of got wind of that. And so we acquired the uh, company. Well, what we did was we completely rebranded it. After we acquired it, uh, we rebranded it. We did new packaging, new bottles, new everything. Um, So in skincare and beauty, the, the branding is just absolutely imperative. Um, especially in the skincare space. Um, So the Media Captain's design team, we did the bottles, we did um, everything. And we wrote a, if you go to the Media Captain's blog, you can learn more about this entire process because it took a long time. But Park Perfection, uh, the name, the brand, that was all created in-house with me and Stephanie and the Media Captain team. So if you want to learn more about that, uh, check out our blog on that topic. Obviously, I hope that Moving on, item number nine of eleven. So we're we're almost there. Uh, if you're loving this podcast, you're probably upset that we're almost at the finish line. If you you're not liking it, um, well, I'm not sure why you're on. You've listened this much, but uh, we're getting towards the end here. So, what are my favorite podcasts right now? Outside of ho- hopefully this one is your favorite, but I'm going to share with you some other ones. So I love My First Millions. Um, it's two guys uh, who have who started successful businesses and sold their businesses, and they started this podcast called My First Million. Uh, they spitballed different business ideas and concepts and just have like great back and forth dialogue. They're funny, um, and it's one of my favorites. So they record like two to three podcasts per week. I'm always listening to their podcasts. You know, the difference I would say between like this podcast obviously, they have a ton more listeners than, than we do. Maybe one day the Media Captain's podcast get to that level. Um, You know, but one of the things that is different is like here for the media captain, we get pretty tactical. I mean, I'm talking to you about broad match keywords and how that can lower your cost per click. I'm talking about SEM rush and how that can help with keyword tracking for them. They're just, they find some of the most interesting business stories and just talk about um, why it's a good business. They talk about billionaires and how they became, how they were able to amass their fortune. Um, They talk about, Uh, different business ideas that they think they should start so um, it's just uh, I'm an entrepreneur I absolutely love it it gets my brain churning uh, and moving and it kind of gets me motivated so I would recommend checking out my first million Um, another one I love that goes a little bit under the radar is squawk on the street on CNBC so each morning they cover all of the major business news before the opening bell Um, so just For me, it's a great way to stay abreast on everything happening in the business world across all industries. So obviously I'm very focused on like marketing, but like our clients are across all verticals. And so for me, I just love being able to stay abreast on the news and it's with uh, Jim Cramer and um, David Faber and Carl Cantoneo and it's uh, just a fantastic podcast. So they're both different. Um, But what I like about Squawk on the Street is like every day you're getting new information uh, because it's very much based off of current events. So two different podcasts in addition to the media captain. All right, item number 10, should you bid on your competitor keywords on Google PPC? So what is competitor bidding? So uh, people for the media captain, I have competitors that go into google ads and bid on the keyword the media captain they are hoping that when somebody searches for the media captain they'll click on their ad instead of going to our website and they'll be able to convert that customer um i will say it i wouldn't say for an agency it works great i mean you know but um for like something like a uh oil change let's say um if you need a um oil change, and you're searching for a brand, and let's say you're searching for Goodyear, um, and you see an ad for Firestone, and Firestone has a promotion in this PPC ad for $10 off an oil change. Well, at that point, you might just call Firestone and go to them instead of Goodyear, and that's an example of a a competitor PPC campaign working because they've stolen the traffic from you. So there's nothing illegal about this. It can be done. What happens though is it can start a bidding war. So if I were to start bidding on, let's say nobody's bidding on your brand name, I wouldn't really recommend bidding on your competitor's brand names because then they could come back and start that war I was talking about where they start bidding on all of your keywords. Um, So I guess to sum it up, can competitor uh, keyword bidding work? Yes. Uh, Do I recommend it? It depends on the situation. All right, item number 11. Internal linking uh, can play an important role in improving your SEO rankings. So, internal linking is when a link on uh, one page, on, when you have a internal link on your website going from one page to another page. So, let's say for uh, Durham Warehouse, um, on the homepage we're promoting the Clarity RX product that we sell, and there's a link. And so, when people click on that, they go from the homepage to the Clarity RX page that's an example of an internal link. Google loves internal links. They want to see people going to different pages on your website. They do not want to see somebody just land on one page and bounce. They they view it as a good website experience when there's a lot of pages being visited. Uh, and internal links help signal that to Google, that these li- links are being clicked on um, and people are navigating to different pages. Uh, so Cyrus Shepard, uh, recently tweeted and Cyrus is you know he's he's great within the SEO industry and he tweeted the following about an SEO experiment that he ran. One of the crazier SEO one of the crazier SEO experiments I ever ran was to bold in two times the font size for the anchor text um, but exclusively on internal links. The hypothesis was that they uh, that they may get more clicks and pass more page rank internally Uh, did it work? The experiment is still running five years later, stated Cyrus. Um, So because he was implying that He he pretty much is saying that the experiment worked. This has been running five years still, so if it wasn't working, he wouldn't keep it running. The theory makes sense. Internal links, Google wants to see people click on them. If you make it bold, if you make it larger, you're going to get more clicks, and it's a stronger signal to Google. Um, So we love internal links. I mean, if you subscribe to our email blast, not that this carries any page rank for SEO, but you'll see how we... like. Our whole email blast is based off of uh, is off of linking, and people love to click on links, and it's a strong indicator to Google. Um, so this study by Cyrus was just uh, really interesting, and it's something that we're going to keep in our back pocket. I'll probably run a test on the Media Captain site, maybe some client sites, on bolding the text, um, you know, by by bolding the text and making the font size larger. All right, those are the eleven marketing items for the week. Of uh, November 15th. Um, Well, I guess I recorded this on the 14th, but our email blast is going out on the 15th. Um, You know, if you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe to our podcast, share it with just one person. You know, I want to get to as big as my first million. I am so far away. So anything you can do to share this with anybody that you know. I'm sure you know a business owner. I'm sure you know somebody that works in marketing. Uh, I'm sure you have a friend that wants to start a business. Share this with them. Every listen counts is important to me and I appreciate you listening till the, the tail end of podcast episode 58.